0: Today, I'm coming to you from an organisation called SANS. We've interviewed their manager a few weeks ago, Sasanelli. Um, it's a safe house for sex workers, and today I'm interviewing a very special young woman. She's a sex worker here in Suva. Her name is Sarah. Um, well, that's not actually her real name, but we're changing it because she wants to remain anonymous. But I really appreciate her coming out and sharing a bit of her story. This is the disruptive voices of the Pacific and we're wanting to disrupt just um, shame, silence, religion, judgmentalism, because behind every sex worker, I have found in my experience, there's stories. Um, There's deep stories. And so helping understand why they end up where they're at, Gives us compassion and maybe we can do something, but welcome Sarah. Hi, you. I just woke you up, it's two o'clock in the afternoon, and you were sleeping on the table when I walked in. So, are you awake yet? <laughs> You're awake. So, you are now around the age of 19, but you started sex work at 14, just as a young girl. What made you start?
1: What made me start? Uh, I followed a lot of bad people, uh, peer pressure, and it got me, uh, got me into a very bad place. And people forced me to do this, and so I started doing sex, sex with, at fourteen, with uh, uh, some of my friends. They were really old, not that old. I mean, like in the twenties. So we started to go together. and do sex work in the streets. Some sometimes on the internet, call girl like that. But a lot, a lot uh, um, but mostly in the streets. Yeah.
0: Wow. So, you had um, dropped out of school. What what led you to drop out of school um, at the age of fourteen?
1: What led me to drop out of school is uh, my stepfather. He's not a very good person. He doesn't like me to stay with my mom and all that. So we mostly argue a lot every morning. And so that's why I dropped out of school. And also they couldn't help me with my schoolwork and all that. So that's why I dropped out of school.
0: Yeah, so home sounds like it was unstable. Um, Was there abuse in your home? Were you um, abused growing up?
1: Um, No, not not actually, but it's just um, my stepfather, he's a very bad person. He just doesn't like me at all. So that's why we can argue a lot for just for small things like that. So. so
0: Can I ask where your real father is?
1: Oh, my real father is actually in the Solomon Islands. He's uh, staying there. So, yeah.
0: Do you have anything to do with him anymore? Not well,
1: actually, yeah.
0: So that's um, tough for a young girl growing up, not having your real father and then having a, a stepfather that you don't get along well with. Um, and I'm sure there's a lot more you could go into about home life And um, just how unstable that was. So you dropped out of school. You're hanging around with um, the wrong friends, peer pressure, and I hear that a lot from young women here on the streets. It's the peer pressure that um, gets them starting. So just take me back to the the first client you ever had. Were you scared? Were you standing out in the streets? Was that the first time you ever picked up a client?
1: Yes, I was very scared and also... Very frightened to, like, show my butt because that was the first time. So, yeah. And, like, that time I don't have any experience of doing those kind of things. So it was really scary.
0: Yeah, I I mean, I can't imagine. Even when I'm out on the streets here in Suva talking to the sex workers, I'm like, how can they just get in a car with a stranger? What what was going through your mind?
1: All of things. Well, really good and bad things. <laughs> you know, yeah. Good things was like you'll get the money and that, but the bad thing is like you'll be scared and frightened and you don't know how to do that and this. Don't know don't have the experience to do the job and that was when I mean, was very young, eh? So yes.
0: And now, five years later, you're experienced?
1: So, so now I've experienced a lot doing this kind of job now, cause it's after five years. I'm 19 now, so a lot more to experience.
0: <laughs> have you ever felt like your life has been in danger? Cause you're standing out in the streets. Um, it's not like you're in a legalized brothel where um, there's a bit more protection for you. Do you, have you ever? Has your life ever been in danger?
1: Mm, yes, in some places, but. But I always think a lot that I'm still alive at this kind of age, because some of my friends at this kind of age, they died. So I always think a lot that I'm still alive, I always to. too. So yes.
0: So you've had friends who've been sex workers as well, they've, they've died from sex work?
1: Yeah, they died from sex work because they steal, you know, steal from some people and you know, these people can do bad things to you. You don't even know when they'll do to you, so,
0: yeah. Yeah, and unfortunately, with sex work comes other crimes, doesn't it? And you were telling me before that you, at one stage, took drugs. Um, and again, we find that that's a really common thing because of the nature of the job, you don't really want to always be in your right mind. But what got you into taking
1: the drugs? please repeat the question?
0: Yeah, why did you start taking drugs?
1: Why did I start taking drugs? Mostly I wanted to know what is drugs. I wanted to try it because I saw my friends, they did it first and I started doing it. Well, I started with uh, marijuana and uh then it went to ice and but mostly I took ice a lot because it was a very nice drug so yeah
0: and how did it affect you physically?
1: Well physically it really made me don't look right you know like in, like I was like out of the world. And also I got skinny, I really looked bad and ugly and really much skinny, yes.
0: Does it actually help with your sex work, being on drugs?
1: Yes, sometimes. Mostly when you stand in the night up until in the morning. So we use drugs and we stand until in the morning too, you know, so we don't sleep.
0: Yeah. And um, this is the beauty of the Sands organisation, this safe house here. You came here and met Sassy, who I interviewed a while ago, and and she told you to get off drugs straight away, didn't she?
1: Yes, she did. When I came here when I was fourteen, I was onto drugs, especially meth a lot. So I came here with uh, one transgender, and she helped me, boy Sassy. She helped me to stop doing drugs and don't do it a lot because it won't help you and it will just get you into St. Giles so we went to we went to St. Giles, we went to look at those patients over there and how it would be like when you take more drugs and you'll get mad and it will be over there so that's when I stopped doing it because I saw mental patients over there so I was really scared seeing old people too, they were still there
0: Yeah, that's a good way to um, make people scared. St. Giles, in case you're listening to this and you're from another country, it's a mental hospital right here in Suva where um, if you're struggling with mental issues, which generally that's how drugs makes you, um, you're not in the right mind, are you? you, Did you grow up attending church or, you know, do you ever go to church?
1: Yes, sometimes when I feel like when I feel empty, I go to church because, you know, uh, doing sex work, that's that's a very bad sin. So, so sometimes, sometimes I go to church, not every day.
0: <laughs> so. No, I don't go every day either. Um, that's a lot. Yeah, so, you know, you can name that sex work is a sin. How do you think God feels about you as a person?
1: As a person god loves us a lot it's just us who doesn't turn to him he loves us he wants us to go to him but it's just how we are is just not the right, right thing for him so that's why yeah
0: um would you would you like to get out of this type of work
1: yes i would love to get out of this work because it doesn't feel right when you do this kind of work. It just like you won't you'll be satisfied, but you you won't be that satisfied in your heart. So I would love to get out of this work and do something more worth in my life rather than doing this kind of work.
0: So what's stopping you then from making that decision? What's what's the barrier?
1: Oh, I don't know. Sometimes pressure can be very very powerful and sometimes when when you do it it's like you don't want to do it again and you want to do you want to do it again you just don't know what to do so that's-
0: and I guess at the moment you um, obviously haven't finished high school there's probably a lack of pathways um, and things so yeah but I, I think there's hope. Um, And there's an ability, and there's people that want to walk alongside of you, isn't there um, to help get you out? Have you ever had dreams for your life? What would you love to do?
1: Well, I would love to help people. Help people in the hospital. That is what I would love to do. That was my dream growing up. But then, bad things (laughs) happen. Yeah. We don't know what God has, what has inside in our life. eh? And so sometimes it will be like that. So I wanted to be a doctor. I wanted to be a nurse to help people in the hospital, sick people. Yeah.
0: Wow, that's amazing. And I can see that you've got that heart of compassion and desire to help. Great thing is, it's not too late, is it? You're still so young. So um, I pray that you can find a way to go back, finish school. Um, You still live at home with your parents, so you're a bit different to a lot of the young women I've left, uh, uh, met on the streets. They don't live with their parents. Their parents don't have a clue what they're doing. But your parents do, and how do they feel about you being a sex worker?
1: Well, they feel ashamed, bad, because um mostly uh my relatives they see me standing in the street and they always tell my parents and what well, my parents always tell them why do you have to why do you have to know why do you care just leave her alone because uh, my mom she's a very good person because she still loves me even though i'm just doing this kind of job she's she still scolds me and like that but you know she still loves me so Every time she'll tell me, go, in, go to work, go into this, go somewhere you can go to school too and do that and do this, but don't go to the streets. Every time I'll hear my mom tells me that, but it's only me, the one who's really pulling me away from the dreams. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, you mentioned you go to church. Do, do the pastors at your church know what you do? No. No. <laughs> What what do you think they would say to you if they knew?
1: Well, they would. I don't know what would they say, but they'll be very you know they will not like us because we are sex workers, and they'll be like, "What are you doing in my church?" I don't know.
0: Yeah, well, the church is the place where, for all of us, that's the whole idea about Jesus. We come as we are. We're all sinners. In different ways um, and so I think that's a big problem that attitude now not all churches in Fiji are like that because I've met some great ones but I've got to say there's a lot that are religious and um, people don't feel free that they can share their struggles with their pastors um, rightly or wrongly What's, um, and I, I guess, you know, part of this podcast is to disrupt those religious attitudes, that judgment, and to get alongside the broken uh, and our young people, because so many women on the streets of Met started when they were young. And I think, I always think, where's the church? Why aren't we out there reaching them, offering help, intervening, putting peer pressure for the positive? And so it's easy to look at you and, and judge you but the church isn't doing its job (laughs) is a big part what would you like to say to the church, how could they um, help well
1: pray for us pray a lot for us especially women in the streets
0: prayer, is there something practical that they could do
1: Um, help us in some ways like uh, Cold food, um, yeah, clothes, food, and water, and everything.
0: And even a step, f- I mean, they're good, easy things, but the real, the next step forward is now we've heard Sarah's story. She would love to be a nurse. Maybe it's coming alongside of you, helping you get your education, helping pay for you to get through school, finish off. Um, maybe offering some jobs, some part-time jobs. So there, the practice, because prayer is good, but we've got to pray and act. Um, and so, yeah, coming alongside you. Anyway, that's a that's a challenge for the church, is just not to walk by in judgment. And um, I was interviewing an, another ex-sex worker this week, and she said the church would just ride down their windows and yell out, Jesus loves you. And that sounds nice, but it's pointless unless we're going to show. God uses us to show love. Well, thank you so much for your time today, for sharing some of your story. Do you have any other final comments that you'd like to make? No. I'll I'll ask you this question. Um, In case there's other young women, men, transgender listening, is the sex... Industry Is it a good industry to be a part of? Is it something that you'd recommend other young girls to get involved in?
1: Well, I would say stay away from peer pressure and follow your dreams and don't follow bad people because bad people will lead you to a bad place. And also pray a lot that God lead you away.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time. Um, you can go back to sleep now. <laughs> I understand you're tired when you're up all night, but um, it's been very insightful. And I trust listening to Sarah's story, um, I you know really motivates us as the church. Our role is to be out there with the vulnerable, with the hurting, um, and yeah, be offering not just prayers but help, um, finances. Education and, and doing whatever we can. So thank you so much, and um, we'll be back again next week.
1: LA, I see your suffering, I see the pain beneath that ball of smile. So... Uh-huh.